0: right? Emphasize the good part. That's better. So glad that you're here today. And on the count of three, let's do something really fun. How about that? How about we shout Happy Mother's Day? Can you help me? One, two, three. Happy Mother's Day. Oh, that sounded so good. I love it. Man, how could you not be excited after that report of the single mom shout out? Is that, is that just one of the coolest things of the day? That is just great. I love that. And uh, as Jenny's going through the whole thing. I'm I'm saying to myself, I want to say one thing. Thank you. Thank you for being a generous church. Thank you that one of our core values is generous living, hanging, hanging up in the common grounds. Thank you that that's just not words on a wall. That we're able, the leadership of the church, when we feel like, you know what, God wants us to bless these people. God wants us to support these people. God wants us to help these moms that we don't even have a second thought about it. We go, you know what, this is exactly the kind of people that are going to fill our church on Sunday, let's go do that. And thank you also for making it super difficult, awkward pause, to pick two moms because so many of you nominated incredible single moms. Um, it It was just fantastic, it was a great problem to have. Thank you so much for all that you are. And moms, let us just say one more time, we're so thankful that you're here today. Thanks for bringing your mom, being a part of that. And I pray just as, uh, just as Aaron, uh, worship pastor at the beginning was praying and leading and telling you that he, God, you can expect God to do things in your life. I wanna tell you, I believe that too. That's what we pray for every week, that whatever happens at this, in this hour, whatever happens uh, from the time you drive on the parking lot to the time you leave, that God would use this time to speak into your life. It's good. It's good. And today, we're going to talk about moms for just a minute. Uh, a, a Mother's Day message I've been putting together for a few months. I had to narrow it down to an actual message. Um, and I'm going to try to share that with you today. If you want to follow along, there's some notes in your orange bulletin. If you want to follow along on version, it's there. If you just want to sit back and amen and clap and shout, greatest message ever, that's fine too, okay? You can do that also. But we're glad that you're here. And we are praying that God would speak to all of us, not just moms today. You know, the, the message today... I'm gonna try to convey a few reasons that I believe that God created mothers. Now, let me just tell you, putting this message together, I came up with about 16,412 reasons that God created a mother, a bunch. And through the process, just, it was great, just taking my time, kind of whittling it down, praying, letting God through scripture, through his spirit, just kind of lead in that direction. And a lot of it comes also from just having a mom myself. How many in here have a mom, raise your hand got great participation on that one. It's awesome. Uh, we all do. So we, we all understand this in one way or another. We all understand that. I'm gonna, I'm gonna show you a picture from the mid 1970s. Many of you were not even alive, but this is a picture of me and my mom. That's me, my sister, my dad, and my mom on the left as young ones. Uh, I am older than my parents added up together, I think right there, right now. And uh, this is back in the mid-70s. And now let me show you a picture from just a few weeks ago of my mom. That's her uh, down on Galveston Beach. Uh, she's on Sea Turtle Patrol. <laughs> Got you, Mom. Sea Turtle Patrol, they, they, they find the uh, little babies when they're hatching, and they help them from wherever they're hatching to the water, something you do when you live in that area. You just have some fun. But I have learned so much in my life from my, <clears throat> from my mom. I'm going to try to get through this without without crying. Um, because, you know, isn't it amazing when you're, when you're young, when you're younger, when I was in my teens and early twenties, I just thought this is me, right? I thought this is who I am. And the older I get and the more I'm a little wiser and a little more reflective, I'm able to see, oh, I got that from my dad or my mom or my grandparents and able to see those kinds of things. things that I used to get in trouble for, I found out those are genetic. It's my mom's fault <laughs> and I'll blame it on them. And, uh, you know, I was just thinking through this week. Uh, my mom is uh, a very caring person. She's very thoughtful. And the the caring side of me, I, I often emulate my mom. I often catch myself doing the things that my mom would do growing up. When when my kids get sick or my wife gets sick, anybody gets sick, I'm a big pat your head or rub your head, rub your chest, rub your belly, rub your back, all that. Now. One of my kids will say, quit touching me, I'm sick. You know, like, they're like that. They don't like all that, but I I always love that. If I'm feeling bad for mom just to sit right beside me and just rub my neck or rub my head or whatever for till I'm better, okay? That'll work, just till I'm better. Um, But, and I picked up some of those things. My mom is also the adventurer. You would think, you know, my dad taught me lots of great stuff, this isn't Father's Day. I'm not gonna share those things. But my mom, she was the adventurer of the bunch. I remember when, when I was 16, 15 years old before I drove, um, and she called me up. She goes, hey, have you ever been rappelling? And I was like, well, no, I've never been rappelling. She goes, good, we're going next weekend. And we met at Red Rock Canyon right over here in Hinton, Oklahoma. And we went rappelling. And for the first time in my life, it was phenomenal. That day, I also, I have a picture of it. I should have brought But uh, I learned to go uh, Australian. Have you ever? How many have ever been rappelling in this room? Oh, you need, more people need to go rappelling than that. It's, it's super fun. And for those of us that are afraid of heights, it's very humbling, okay? Um, but Australian is when you go forward and when you kind of, which I actually prefer, it's much more fun running down a cliff than backing down a cliff. And uh, the first day we, we got to go and there were a bunch of people going and the instructor was showing me, hey, we don't have another harness, um, but we can make you one out of the webbing. So he made me one, slipped it on, tightened it up, put it on and I took off down the, down the uh, cliff and you, the rope comes around from the back and this is your brake. You just kind of pull it tight and you stop. So you can run a little bit and stop and run a little bit and stop. And he came up beside me and said, hey, you want to race? And I was like, you're like a hundred, I'm going to kill you on this. And I took off and he said, okay, we'll go halfway and then we'll stop. All right. And I said, okay, cause you don't want to, you don't want to run to the ground because your rope has a little elastic in it and you, and that hurts. okay. So we took off and we get to where we we're supposed to stop and we stop and my harness goes from here to here. And it slips down my legs to my knees. And if it wouldn't have been for this little pose, I would have just went right onto the ground, which was only about 10 feet, but it, head first is still pretty rough. And, and, but my mom exposed me to that. And for years, for, for the next 15 years, I love to go repelling. I've repelled off buildings and cliffs and railroad bridges and all kinds of stuff. I love that. And also, so two years later, my mom calls and says, what do you want for your for your graduation? We're, I'm graduating high school and I laid out all of these thousands of things that I was in desperate need of, you know, like uh, new tires, uh, a, a new stereo for my car, all those things that revolved around my, my vehicle. And she, she said, oh, how about this? How about an experience that you'll never forget instead of just something that you'll sell someday and I was like know, you gotta you gotta at 18 you gotta act like that's important you know I said okay mom whatever you think you just get whatever you think she goes okay and so she called me back a few weeks and said so here's what we're doing for your graduation we're going to Cancun and we're gonna go diving gonna go scuba diving and I've got a whole bunch of cool stuff he said and but you have to start getting certified now and so she ended up paying for my lessons. I got certified when I graduated. We got to go down to Cancun. I shared last couple of weeks ago, the story we got to go cavern diving while we were there. Got to see, uh, we were we we're in these big coral reefs and the, the dive master, the guy that leads you, he, he said, if I need you, I'll take out my knife and I'll hit it on my tank. And you can hear that little ding, ding, ding kind of going through the water. It's real loud. And so at one point, uh, we're all swimming around and you hear that little clink 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 and so everybody comes up above the coral to kind of see him and he tells us all to wait and he dives down and about 10 seconds later he comes up on this giant sea turtle and he's holding it and the thing's just swimming and speed and I could have swore her Disney music when that <laughs> happened and just swam off and I started laughing out loud through my regulator started laughing like this is the coolest thing ever and and that's really the last trait that, that I want to share that I learned from my mom is that experience beats materials any day of the week. Like the, to have an experience that is branded in your mind, that changes you, that that something happens that you never forget. I can remember the taste of the salt water the first time. And, and when I got in the boat and the second time, that the salt water came back up. That's uh, the initiation to go and dive in the first time in a little bitty boat. I, re- I remember the, the look of the fish. The first time we were down about 100 feet and turned on the light because everything's kind of gray, blue. And then you turn on the light and all these fish light up like they're, like they're lit up. It, just, it was amazing. And so all of our moms, without us even knowing it, without us even knowing it most of the time, we get traits from them. Mostly good. We get traits from our moms that are genetic and we get things that we've learned from our moms. And so through this message, I just, I want to share with you some of the reasons to me, the important reasons that God created mothers. All right. Are you with me on that? You good with that today? All right. Poke your neighbor and say, here we go. That gives me a chance to take a drink. I was getting so wound up during worship today that I thought, I'm going to lose my voice. I'm going to have to bring out the puppets and do the message today. So I had to, I had to tone it down. Reason number one. God created mothers was to complete mankind did you know that moms did you know you, you complete mankind Well, here's what's funny you read the first couple of chapters of the Bible you get into Genesis 1 and 2 and God starts creating the heavens and the earth right uh, through those first six days he creates uh, the, the space as we know it the planets the universe all the light and dark The next few days, he creates plants, he creates the animals that move along the land, the the fish in the sea, he creates all those things. And and on day six, he creates uh, man. And after each of those things, day one, day two, day three, at the end of that day, the Bible records God saying, this is good. He creates space and the planets and he looks at it and he says, this is good. He creates the land and the animals and the birds and the flowers and all that. And he says, this is good. And then chapter 6, it says that God created man. You know the first four words out of God's mouth when he looks at man? It is not good. Can you believe that? Well, that's not all of it. It says that. I'm not knocking on fellas, but we weren't complete yet. Listen to what it says. It goes on. It says, it is not good for man to be alone. That's a good spot for all the men to amen. It's not good for man to be alone. Not, not just because we're, we're bored, but we get in trouble. And you get a couple of fellas together, and somebody's going to get hurt, right? That's just the way it is. It's not good for man to be alone. And God said this, and I will create, I will make a helper suitable for him. And what I love about that, God's not knocking man, but he's not creating man. He's creating mankind. And so what he knew was, this is only half. It's not complete yet. What what mankind needs is the other half of me. Like he created half of God in man and the other half of God in woman. To complete mankind, to bring us together, to help us to to be something that's complete. And he says in the very next chapter, the very next couple of verses, verse 24, this is why, this is why. You You ever see those kind of verses and you go, oh, so this is why what he did in the last couple of verses. Those are the spots you underline when he says this is why. This is why. A man leaves his father and mother and is united to his wife, and they become, what's that? They become one. God's the only one that messes up math all through the Bible. He takes two, and they come together, and he makes one. But what he's telling us is this, that from the very beginning, God created man and woman to be complementary, to not just be opposite. We are opposite. That's the blessing in it. That you didn't marry somebody exactly like you, that there's some differences. Me and my wife, we are 100% exactly alike in our morals, in our character, in our, in our goals in life. We're, we're not 100% and even in our beliefs, we disagree a little bit on some things. Nothing essential, nothing critical. But can I tell you that in our gifts, in the way that we see the world, in our ability, their, our personality, we're 180 degrees. It about killed us our first year of marriage. I kept trying to make her do stuff like me and she kept trying to make me do stuff like her. And how many of all the married people can say amen if that doesn't work? Yeah, it doesn't work. And you have to figure it out. Hold on, hold on, hold on. The reason God brought us together is to complete us. And I I know probably what you're thinking. Hey, I thought this was about mothers, not just about women. But can I tell you that all mothers are women? (laughs) Yeah, you see where I'm going? That that brings me to my second point, though. I I wanted a message today, moms and dads, too, that you can appreciate and that you can remember for the rest of your life. I want you to understand that what God has done since it said in the beginning, chapter 1, verse 1, God created. Since then, everything has been intentional that God has done. Can I tell you that? Everything that's, that's naturally made by God has been an example of spiritual things and spiritual principles that he's wanted to teach us. Remember, Jesus is teaching all through the New Testament, all through those first four books, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. When he would want to teach a spiritual truth, what would he do? He would go find a, a physical analogy, a physical illustration. Okay, so God's word, y'all are asking about God's word. God's word is like, and he'd pick up some grain, and he'd say, it's like this grain. And I want to show you today that God has reasons on purpose intentionally for creating mankind and specifically mothers. That brings me to my second point. Mothers, and here you go, here's where we transition from just women to mothers, is to give birth to life. I love this. This is one of the most fascinating things to me since I've become a believer, a Christian. uh, My last year in college, this has revolutionized how I see life in the Bible and people in my life. That God, for six days, God created. And on the seventh day, it says that he rested. But you know what else he did? It doesn't say it in there. I'm going to add to it, but I'm telling you I add to it so it's not sacrilegious, all right? You can sort that out. What God did was he passed the baton. You see that? That God's created for six days. God did incredible supernatural things, and then he passed the baton to mom's. He said, from this point forward, you'll take the things I've created and you'll give life. Men men can't do that. They weren't created to do that. They can't do that. No matter what TV and society says, they can't do that. There's only one that can do that. And those are women. And when they do that, they're called moms. Amen? That's the only only way that it happens. And, And when you look at some of the moms throughout Scripture, you get to see some incredible I'm not going to get real graphic, but you can see some incredible graphic detailed births in the Bible for a reason. You think about Moses' mom. And when I, when I read Moses' mom's story, and I think in my mind, Moses' mom, and I can't ever remember her name, Jehoka Beckham or something like that. M- Moses' mom, everybody say Jehoka Beckham, all right? Yeah, laugh at yourself. I can't say it either, but. Whenever she gave birth, you think about that, like, this is the greatest thing in my life. I've given birth to my child. I've brought life for for him into into the world. But then Pharaoh says, you know what? The firstborn of every house is going to die. Firstborn of the Hebrews, A very incredible, terrible thing that's happened. And Moses' mom gets to do something that, that a lot of moms get to do. She gave birth a second time. She gave life a second time. She didn't give birth. She gave life. Because... They were going to come take Moses and kill him. And you know what Moses' mom did? She broke the law. She made a basket. She covered it with tar. She put her baby in that basket and shoved him down the river and trusted that God would sort this out if she would just do her part. She, she gave him life again. And we often talk about what an incredible human being Moses was. And I can't even remember his mom's name. But mom, mom was the one that gave birth to Moses. Mom was the one that gave him life the second time, that risked her life to save his How many can think of the times that your mom has stood between you and possible injury? (laughs) Said, I'm going to give you life one more time. Jacob and Esau's mom in Genesis 25. I think about that incredible thing. When Jacob and Esau were born, it's one of the weirdest birthing scenes in the entire Bible. Jacob and Esau. Esau comes out first. It says that he is red and hairy like a goat. How many would have thought maybe he needs more time? Let's put him back. You know, I mean, that would have been my first thought. My kids came out and they had the cheese on them, you know, the white cheese on them, And I thought, I don't remember seeing that on National Geographic. I mean, it's the first time I've been in this room. I, I asked, asked my wife, I looked at the doctor and said, is he done? Like is, is he ready? And She said, he's done. He's ready. Let, all that comes off. I'm like, okay. Cause with that head, you know, <laughs> births can be freaky. And you know what? What's incredible is that moms are the ones that God chose. Moms are the ones that God chose. Esau comes out, and he's red and hairy. Jacob comes out holding his foot, and that's why they named him the way they were. They were twins. And that story, that story right there of Jacob and Esau begins the story that we read about, him, about Moses. It begins the story of, of the Hebrews in Egypt, those two little babies being born. Begins the greatest saga of the Old Testament. It starts with Jacob and Esau being born, these two little twins. And can I tell you my favorite birthing scene, everybody knows this one. Even if you're not a Christian, you know this one just through the grapevine is Mary and Joseph. Mary, boy, how incredible for eight months you plan on having the baby right there. Probably right there in their house they're going to have their baby. And then the king calls a census and you have to go back to your hometown. So they have to travel when they get to their hometown. You know the story. Everything was full. People had come up from all over the country. They were staying in their hometown to fill out the census, to put their mark, to put their name. And so they ended up in a barn, something next to the inn. They ended up where the animals are. They take a a feeding trough and empty it out, put some hay in it and wrap their new little son in some cloth and put him right there in that feeding trough. But what's incredible about that, every time I read the story of Mary and Joseph, you know, I think about like that, that baby was a little different. Mary got to partner with God in a little different way. She got to give birth to God. Just let it settle in for just a minute. Do you, do you think moms are special in God's eyes? If, if the story would have read, lightning came down and struck the, struck the mountain and out of the cave walked King Jesus... Everybody would have been, that's just the way it happened. Of course, you wouldn't think a woman would give birth to him, would you? Just like every other person. And we would just think that's very normal. But see, I actually love that. I actually love that God picks an innocent young woman that's following after him, godly young woman, and says, I want to partner with you to bring my son into the world. It's incredible that we get to do that. And not only that, It costs moms, it costs moms. We've had two kids. I know it costs moms to have kids, to give birth. It costs them from the day they're conceived, moms start feeding and nurturing that kid inside their bodies, don't they? It starts costing them. It costs me a lot more pizzas. Uh, We went through the fried catfish phase. We went through the cheeseburger phase. We went through the ice cream phase. Am I missing any, sweetie? Uh, Yeah, it it cost dads a little bit, but nothing. I remember, how many of you have ever had kids and you remember sitting on the couch or laying in bed and they got their shirt up and you're watching the little elbow just go across or the little foot go across or she grabs you and chokes you and said, make him quit. You know, something like, is that just me that happened with? (laughs) Do you understand? Like there is something, like we get so used to this supernatural thing called giving birth. And not only that, God's given moms the abilities when the baby is born to nurse them from their own bodies. How incredible. I've seen weirdos online, fellas, trying to make that happen. You you can't. You can't wish it hard enough to to nurse a kid. You can't pray. You can't ask God. You can, but it's not going to happen, okay? Quit doing that. And quit posting it for sure. Right? Can I get an amen? Yeah. Just remember Out of all the reasons, many thousands of reasons that God created moms, probably the most special was to partner with them to give birth to mankind from day seven on. It's incredible. And the third and last one, so good, is to reflect the image of God. Did you know that? Did you know that God created mothers to reflect the image of God? Listen to what it says in Genesis chapter 1, going back, and we're going to go a couple of verses further. Verse 26. And then God said, let us make mankind in our image, in our likeness, so that they may rule over the fish in the sea and the birds in the sky, over the livestock and the wild animals, and over all the creatures that move along the ground. So God created mankind in his own image. In the image of God, he created them. Male and female, he created them. Can I just tell you mothers, you created and, and the, the things that God has blessed you with, to be able to, to give birth to children, to nurture children, God has given you the ability to reflect God into their life. The characteristics that, that I think about uh, my mom, the characteristics that she has that are good qualities that I look after, I can look right back to Well, my Bible says that those are fruits of God's spirit in your life. The the honesty, the compassion, the the going the extra mile, the, the discipline and the sacrifice, those kind of things are really what they are, if you want me to be honest. They're characteristics of God that God has allowed parents and moms especially to have for their kids and for everyone around them. God made moms for many special reasons, but nothing greater than to reflect his image. And moms, I wanna tell you that with that, I believe that you have a worth and a value that is at the top, that's number one. A worth and a value that that God says, I've created you to complete mankind. I've, I've created you to, take over on, chapter, on, on day number seven to create, to give birth to little boys and little girls, to baby boys and baby girls. I've, I've given you that ability. I've partnered with you on that. But can I tell you, out of those special things, of all the things that I listed, all the reasons, the most special one is to reflect the characteristics in the image of God. God said that you're created in His likeness. And my prayer is that you'd never forget that man, it feels like our whole, like me and the worship team did not get together and I send them my notes and we said, hey, make sure this all flows the same today because it's Mother's Day and we want to work it all to one pinnacle at the end. But can I tell you, I feel like that's what's happened this entire service. Like God, from that last song, his promise, he never forgets his promises. They still stand. I think that started back on day six. Day six in the Bible. God says, I'm partnering with you I created you in my image. And from this day forward, can I tell you that those promises still stand. That partnership still stands. The value that I placed in you still stands, amen? It still stands. And I want you to know that the good that you see in you, it comes directly from God. But can I tell you, there's so much more. There's a potential that God wants to grow you into and not just, not just moms, dads also, men also. And I tell you, I don't forget of the, the, the women that would like to be moms that couldn't for one reason or a thousand others. I tell you, my heart goes out to you. I have a sister that tried for years and years and spent tens of thousands of dollars trying to have a child and could not. She's got a mother's heart and my heart breaks for them. But can I tell you, don't don't you let that ever make you feel like a second-class woman. God God created you to complete mankind. God created you in his image. Amen? No matter what the circumstances. And I want you to understand, just like that song said, whatever walls get in our way, whatever circumstances come, God is wanting to remind us today. Let's go back to chapter 1 of the Bible. I created you. I created you for a purpose. I created you to reflect me created you to complete mankind, and I created you to create mankind, to give birth from that day forward. Moms, we love you. I could say it over and over and over again, but can I tell you the biggest compliment I could give today is that God loves you. God loves you. He loves you greater than any value society would ever put on you. God loves you. He created the soul that is making your body work today. He created the mind that he gave you. created the characteristics that you reflect. God loves you. So today, to end our service, we will end it a little bit different. I want to pray two prayers today. One, I want to pray a blessing over our mothers. Just like Abraham gathered his kids around and put his hands on them and prayed that God would bless them according to his words. And you know what God did? Not that he had to. Not that it's some abracadabra recipe. But God honored a prayer given in faith and blessed them. That's what we're gonna pray today. And then secondly, I wanna pray after that for anyone in this room that you may not have a relationship with God. If you don't know Jesus, you haven't started living life yet. You haven't started walking in your potential. You haven't started living in the love, forgiveness, and purpose that only Jesus can bring. If that's you, I wanna pray for you. And here's what I would ask you to partner with me as we wrap this service up. One, everybody that's not a mom, will you pray with me when I pray? And let's pray a blessing over mothers today. And two, at the end, when I pray for anyone in here that doesn't know Christ, to ask him to come into their life, if that's you, will you just tell him that? That's the supernatural part. Will you just say, Lord, that's me. I want you to come into my life. And the Bible says that when that prayer happens, that something supernatural happens, that God comes into our soul, our spirit, And he changes our old ways, thoughts, perspectives, motives. And he begins to switch that around to his and teach us how to live in a new life that he's called us to. Would you pray with me? Lord, I'm so thankful today. So honored to get to stand here and encourage mothers from your word. From your word. I'm not making this up. From your word, God. That you created each mom for a purpose. Each woman for a purpose. To complete mankind. today I pray that as we walk out of this room as moms walk out of this room we pray a blessing over their lives we pray that you would bless them in everything that their hands finds to do on this planet lord from shaking hands to their hobbies to loving on people to communicating with people we pray that you would bless them lord we pray that you would bless them with good health from this day forward that when we go through circumstances and situations in this world that would try to tear us down, that you would bless them with a godly perspective, strength and discipline. Lord, we pray that you would bless them as you created them to reflect your image, that you would help them to see every day, you working in them, you growing them, you reflecting yourself to the people around them. Lord, we love mothers, but I believe you love them so much more. So today we pray your blessings on them. 100% your blessings, Lord. And if there's anyone in this room that does not know you, that does not have a relationship with you, we pray that today would be the day that they would say, that's me. Come into my heart, come into my life, teach me how to live for you. And Lord, I believe you do, just as your word says, that you forgive them of their past, that you'd start them over again, that you'd begin to work all things in their life for your good your purpose just like you did from day seven lord we pray blessing over our moms and salvation and grace and mercy to those who need you may this be a day of life and life giving lord we love you it's in your name that we pray and everybody says amen one more time would you stand and let's worship for a moment and start our week off right